Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you're new to the program, let me introduce our starting lineup. Uh, Todd Fritz. Height and weight, Todd. Ooh, really? <laughs> I'll say 5'10 220. Okay. Seton O'Connor. Program, I'm going six foot, Ooh. probably 190. Okay. Marvin Prince. Marvin Prince, East Harvard, Connecticut. Six feet, mm. two... 30 <laughs> today? Pauly Pabst. Uh, Pauly Pabst, uh, six foot 188, Dan. 188. Okay. Hopefully. And I'm, of course, your host, Dan Patrick. Six two now. Oh. Formerly six three. Yeah, I was six three. What a bummer. And uh right now, probably two oh two. Yes, Paul. You lost an inch last year. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I don't know where. Yeah. Well, I know where. Hope it doesn't happen again this no, year. No, I don't want to lose another inch. 6-1, Dan Patrick? Yeah. Oh. But that makes the aerial display that I put on when I was younger <laughs> even more impressive. Where they're like, wow, okay, you could jump. Yeah. Yes, Tom. It's actually very common. You shouldn't feel too bad about that. It's called like degenerative spine or back. I had an x-ray for kidney stones, and I was reading the description of it. And beyond the kidney stone stuff, it said, you know, gradual degener- back degeneration. it's supposed to be about me. It is about you. But I'm just letting you know that that's... It was about you. Todd left his sense of humor in 2022. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you made it about yourself early this year. Most valuable, least valuable Danette from 2022. Off to a great start. Two minutes in. Yes, you are. All right. Back got, degeneration. Thank you, Todd. Got a uh, poll question. Play of the day. Stat of the day. <laughs> oh, dear. We're sort of back. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And, uh... We're brought to you, of course, by Mercedes-Benz. We are giving away another Sprinter van leading up to the Super Bowl. In fact, I've got it in the garage here at the Man Cave. That is, as the kids like to say, dope. You yes, putting he, some modifications on there or uh, back got, in the garage? It doesn't need any modifications. It's tricked out. But we're going to give away another Sprinter van, and we've uh, got the rules for uh, entering like we did last year. Had a couple hundred thousand people enter last year. Uh, This family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, and athleticism. Not us. Mercedes. Mercedes Benz family of SUVs. A family of unrivaled vehicles waiting at your local dealer. All right, we got some college football we'll talk about coming up. Had some great games. 
The point spread is out, according to DraftKings. TCU is getting how many points against Georgia? Todd? Nine and a half. Seton? Say seven. Marvin? Five and a half. Paulie? Seven and a half. Thirteen and a half. Oh, oh, slap in the face. Thirteen and a half, according to DraftKings. Disrespectful. Yes, it is. What the frog? By the way. <laughs> what the frog? No, I got it. I didn't want to say the F word, so I said frog. No, I, the horned frog. I got it. I got it. By the way, best and worst of the weekend, you can dial us up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. So uh, we'll talk some college football coming up in a little bit. We'll recap what happened with the NFL. A lot of things that have happened since uh, we were on vacation. Bills, Bengals coming up tonight. And in case you're wondering, Joe Burrow is right now second on the MVP odds, but Patrick Mahomes' overwhelming favorite to win another MVP. Josh Allen is third on that list, so it'll be the Bengals and the Bills Coming up tonight. Poll question today. Seton, what do you have for us? Dan, this one uh, Paul just sent over, and it's not directed towards any one person at all. Mm. Uh, But it says, Mm -hmm. if you were in the Eastern time zone Mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve, Mm -hmm. what were you doing exactly at midnight? Mm -hmm. And your four options are, you were watching Ohio State, Georgia. Mm -hmm. You're watching a ball drop type show. Mm -hmm. You were sleeping. Mm -hmm. Or you were at a party not watching anything. All right. Let me start with Todd Fritz. I was watching the game all the way up until 11.59.30, and then I flipped over to, like, the Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve because I do a thing with my wife every year where I like to kiss her the final seconds of one year into the first few seconds of the next year. That's just a, a romantic thing I did, and I thought I can get back to it in time, and I had missed the kick. I saw the replay, but I didn't see the live kick. Watched the entire game only to miss the Ohio State kick. The kick was at the same time that the ball was Yes, I, the ball went down. And as soon as it went down, the ball, and I was done kissing my wife, which she wanted to go to bed anyway, I flipped it right back at midnight in four seconds, and I, get, and I missed the kick live. I had to wait for the replay. Wow. You pick love over football. I did. Oh, okay. My wife would have been fine with me just staying with the game and kissing her the next day. Yes, it is. It, it was an incredibly romantic gesture until Todd just told the story where it was like his wife didn't want to be there yeah. anyway. Yeah. It was that four seconds after he's like, all right, I got to get the game back on. She went to bed at 20 after 10. So you know, I almost had to like basically wake her up. I go, it's 1159. Remember the thing we do? <laughs> Are you? She was asleep? She went to bed at 20 after 10. I don't know if she fell asleep maybe by 11, but she went upstairs to bed an hour and a half before the ball went. Yeah, Paul. You can't kiss her on the head 15 seconds later and watch the one of the greatest endings in college football history? Well, I kind of wanted both. I wanted, She appreciates sports. So I thought she might like to see the end of the Ohio State game and do the 11.59 in 55-second kiss. But What about you, Marv? I wasn't doing none of that. I was watching uh, Ohio State, Georgia. Okay. Kissing your wife. Yeah. Paulie, what were you doing? I was in the uh, kitchen watching Ohio State, Georgia. The family had taken the bigger TV mm. and watched the ball drop show. So mm. I could see them. And I did eventually kiss my wife at some point, but Mm. I was watching football. Okay. If they had made the field goal, then it would have been one of the great moments in college football history. But he didn't even come close. But I did think Ohio State was better than Georgia. And Kirby Smart even acknowledged that after the game, that they were probably better than us. And then Michigan and TCU, uh, you kept watching, waiting for Michigan to be Michigan. But then... You didn't realize right in front of you, TCU is 
is a better team. They were a better team, certainly, that day. Michigan, Michigan, you know, when you're not doing anything in the second half, uh, and TCU answered everything that, that you could ask for. Now, this is what I always worry, that when you have a story like TCU, you have a story like Cincinnati last year where you go, oh, God, just don't get blown out. Because I still like the opportunity for these schools where you're not even sure where TCU is. You know, somewhere in Texas. Don't even know how big the campus is. How many students? What's TCU? St- I mean, all these things, all the questions I was getting while watching the game. Where's, where's, what's TCU? Texas Christian. So they're a Christian school. That would be the Christian part of TCU, huh? <laughs> Self-explanatory. Yes, yes. Uh, are they a good football team? Well, they're one of the four best teams. Oh, where's Alabama? I go, and they played Kansas State. What happened to Alabama? Uh, <laughs> and then you're answering all these questions. Because then I go, hey, Georgia, Ohio State. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch that. Oh, are you sure, hun? Now nah, I'm going to watch something else. Okay. And then I got to watch it in peace. Yes, Eden. Yeah, that was, uh, I got the, after Michigan TCU ended, I heard the, oh, there's another one? Uh, yes, honey, there is. <laughs> yeah. my, my wife decided to watch Knives Out, the Glass Onion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not a sequel, but uh, Glass Onion. By the way, thumbs down oh. for Glass Onion. I'm big thumbs up. Oh, I didn't like it at all. Oh, I thought it was it fun. Was, it tried so hard. Tried so hard. Did you see the first one? Oh, I loved the first one. Yeah, first one was great. First one was great. Yeah. Glass Onion. No. Thumbs down. Yes, Paul. She watched a, a movie that was on demand that you could watch any other day of the year instead of live TV? Like like live ball drop shows or, or the college football? Yeah, she didn't care. That's funny. No, she didn't care. She'd already had enough football. And she could tell that I had had enough of her having enough of football. But, you know, it's like, okay, hon, you know, I'll, I'll check on you. And then I'd walk in and go, oh, you know, how's the movie? And then I'd walk back and watch football. So, yes. Yeah, kind of feels like they're really squeezing the life out of these ball drop shows, too, doesn't it? You're like, man, there's still Seacrest still holding on. And you're like, hey, we got Ray Schremmerd coming up. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> a How are we with still a hoodie. doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you had, uh, well, you weren't allowed to drink on CNN, Andy Cohen and uh, what, Cooper Anderson. Anderson Cooper, whatever. Well, they had, uh, didn't, Don Lemon got hammered the one year <laughs> and was talking about it. He's like, man, this year I'm just really going to focus on myself. I've been so selfish this year. <laughs> yeah. I really just want to dive deep into me. And he's having like one of those like really deep come to, you know, like conclusions type of moment end of the year. Well, he missed the ball drop. He was in New Orleans. And he screwed that up. I just want to live life. I just want to be free. I want to find somebody to settle down with. Nobody just, loves Don Lemon quite like Don Lemon loves so Don Lemon. so focused on my career. Yeah. I just I want to give back. I'm yes, Marv. So you guys didn't watch the Miley Cyrus uh, New Year's Eve celebration co-hosted by Dolly Parton? I only saw them do their duet. And I love Dolly. And uh, I, I I like that. I like that Miley is yeah. you know pays. I know you don't like Miley Seaton, especially with I mean Dolly. Come on, babe. I love Dolly Parton, but Miley's not it. Yeah, 
Yes, Todd. And don't they record a lot of these segments like in June or something like that? They throw out to these <laughs> concerts and they make everybody get dressed up in their New Year's garb. I, I don't think it's June, June 6th. I don't think it's June. It's like nowhere near New Year's. I, I, but I don't <laughs> think it's June. <laughs> it they're taped? Let's yeah. go out to <laughs> Knoxville where so-and-so's so performing. It's like and they well, recorded they that have, five uh, months ago. No, no. They probably <laughs> recorded it during the day. And it's Nashville, not Knoxville. Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, Hot but bad. Knoxville had a huge ball drop. Uh <laughs> they beat Clemson. They didn't drop the ball. Good game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's great to be back. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll get to uh, those phone calls. By the way, this is how it sounded. Ohio State's field goal attempt to win the game against Georgia. Arnold snaps. Mirko spots. Ruggles kick in the air. And it's no good. Pulled it to the left. And Georgia's going to walk away with a one-point victory. All right, that's Ohio State's version of it. Here's George's call. Snap, hold, kick. No! Good! No! Good! He missed it! Left! The bench explodes! It's midnight! Happy New Year! Okay. Is that Santa? Play it again. Ho, ho, ho. Snap. Hold. Kick. No! Good! No! Good! He missed it! Left! The bench explodes! It's midnight! Happy New Year! Yes, Todd. It sounded like he had a, was about to sneeze, and then it sounded like he had emphysema. So I don't know what was going on. I didn't like that throaty thing. Yes, Marv. To... I almost bleeped out bench because it sounded like a different word. I did too. I thought, ooh. And it, he did say bench. Yes, he did. But uh, those are the two calls as uh, Georgia goes on to play. Uh, uh, <laughs> at you. <laughs> He's falling backwards in his chair. <laughs> Phone calls coming. Yes, Paul. That was Scott Howard, the voice of Georgia Bulldog. All football. right. Well. Scott gets to call another game for the national championship. Is no George, relation to Teen Wolf, by the way. As Georgia looks to go back-to-back against TCU. 13.5-point favorites. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Are we settling on a poll question today? Yeah, we're going to find out where people were. Dan. Oh, okay. We're going to find out what you were doing when the ball dropped. Were you watching football? Were you asleep? Were you making out like Todd was? Yeah. I wouldn't call it making out. I wish it was making Accosting me. someone? <laughs> Why are you waking me up? I was asleep. No, remember this really romantic no, thing wait, that we yeah, do every yeah, year. Yeah, we do this. It's really painless. It's going to take like 10 seconds. It's 11.59.55 at midnight. Is it? Is that really romantic, though? It's not really. No, it's it not. It would have been fine. If you, can I catch up with you like January 12th? We'll do the yeah, kiss. But, but yeah, it. she went back to sleep. I didn't care. I was going to check that box and then <laughs> use that at a later date. I mean, you know how romantic I can be, like New Year's when I do the kiss thing and you don't want any part of me, but I, you know, I always come to you to New Year's. How about we take a break here? <laughs> you know how romantic I am. Yeah. Very romantic. That's Todd. not it romantic. Was. You know, it wasn't romantic. I started looking for restaurant reservations the day before New Year's Eve, thinking I could just go wherever I want. Even in central Connecticut, every steakhouse, seafood, whatever. I started looking around 4 p.m. Friday and couldn't get any reservations. So I brought back pizza and I heated up little mini hot dogs. <laughs> 
You live the life. I sure do. Who, wild New Year's at our house. Who has it better than you do, Todd? No. Everybody. Everybody. Life's at bed at 1030 and we're eating pizza and mini hot. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me writing like paragraphs to me hear that in all episodes of the nikki glazer podcast on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the nikki glazer podcast to start listening mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Andy Staples covers college football for The Athletic host of the Andy Staples Show podcast. He was on site at the Peach Bowl between Georgia and Ohio State on Saturday night, and he joins us now. What was your expectation over the weekend with these two games? I expected Georgia and Michigan to cover comfortably and uh, was wrong on both counts. Biggest surprise was it what Ohio State did to Georgia's defense or what TCU did to Michigan? I think it's what TCU did to Michigan because Ohio State and Georgia athletically are fairly evenly matched. So we'd seen Georgia had the potential to get beat deep a few times, and we knew Ohio State had some of the best receivers in the country and, and probably the best receiver in the country in Marvin Harrison Jr. So that wasn't as shocking. But TCU just physically completely toe-to-toe with Michigan, didn't look like there was any issue at all, and it, it – shows us we got to kind of reevaluate how we look at talent and, and all that. They do play the games for a reason. And you've got kind of a new dynamic with the transfer portal. TCU had, I believe, 13 transfers who played this year. So the, their talent dynamic changed considerably over the year. And Sonny Dykes just did an incredible job taking over a roster that, that Gary Patterson did a good job stocking in the first place, but then taking it to another level. 
How surprised are you that Georgia's favored by 13 and a half? I'm not surprised at all. I, that, that's what I would expect. But I, I would say maybe knock that down a few points based on what we saw this weekend. I think, you know, the Vegas power rankings don't change as, as quickly as our minds might in this situation. But, I, but I'd say maybe knock that down because I think you looked at the, the, the speed that TCU had. You look at the explosiveness that, that TCU had offensively and you say, OK, they can probably hit some plays on Georgia, too. Who had a uh, worse coaching night of the Big Ten coaches, Harbaugh or Ryan Day? I, I think Harbaugh because it, you, you're getting cute with the Philly special early on when you should just be handing it off. Of course, they try to just hand it off and fumble. Although I do think – I thought they got screwed on the the taking the touchdown off the board. But for me, the Harbaugh thing that, that just made me kind of yell at the screen was what – when you are trying to come back, why are you bleeding that play clock so much? I mean, it, the, no sense of urgency whatsoever. And you can you can use tempo. Like, it's okay to use tempo in the midst of a game when you're not necessarily in your two-minute offense. And I, I just didn't understand that because they were doing so well. They were gassing TCU's defense because they were making explosive plays. Just go score and, and then try to get a stop. Do you think Ohio State fans were rooting for Michigan to win? No. No, because I think Ohio State fans, before that Georgia game started, were very pessimistic about their team's chances against Georgia. So they didn't want to see Michigan win (laughs) because if Michigan won, then there's a chance Michigan wins the national title. Now, I, I was feeling very bad for Michigan fans when it looked like Ohio State was going to beat Georgia because if you beat Ohio State, on the field and then Ohio state goes on to win the national title. That's just a crushing moment. And we've seen it before. I mean, Auburn beat Alabama in 2017 and then Alabama went on to win the national title. But in that particular rivalry in the Ohio state, Michigan rivalry, especially given the dynamics of it, the past 20 years, that would have been just brutal. I thought Kirby smart had some really interesting observations after the game where he was talking about Stetson Bennett, basically saying you better play better against TCU. Yeah, I mean, he threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns against against Ohio State. He played okay. Now there were some throws that he he definitely liked back. Uh, there was a there was a pull on a read option that if he handed off, it's probably a touchdown. So yeah, he made some mistakes. But it's it's funny because that's just how the dynamic between those two guys works. And I, I don't think you're going to have to to convinced Stetson Bennett to lock in on this game, but that's just, that's just how they go. And I, what a story this would be to go from, from walk-on quarterback to potentially two-time national champion quarterback. And I, I think this, what this has shown this entire season has shown you Stetson Bennett is not just a great story though. He's a great college quarterback. And I do think he has a pro future. Now, do I think he's mm. going to be a, a 10 year starter in the NFL? No, but could he be on that chase Daniel plan? Abso-freaking-lutely. He belongs in that league. But I wonder how history is going to treat Stetson Bennett. Let's say he wins back-to-back national championships. What do you think? I think he's going to be viewed as one of the great all-time college quarterbacks. I mean, there have been plenty of guys who were incredible college quarterbacks who didn't necessarily pan out in the NFL. There's a hat behind me on my screen. That's the 1996 Heisman team hat that went to everybody who was a teammate of Danny Werfel. Danny Werfel is one of the greatest college quarterbacks who ever played. Every The only thing we remember of him in the NFL is he's playing for the Saints and he gets hit so hard that his helmet spins around on him. But that doesn't take away the fact that he was 
an all-time great college quarterback. And that is what Stetson Bennett will be forever. But I will say, I think prior to this season for like the hardcore college football fans, and then prior to Saturday for the casual college football fan, people were like, oh, he's he's fine, but they just need a replacement-level quarterback because they have all that talent around him. I think you saw he made a lot of plays in that game that I'm not sure a lot of other quarterbacks make. And I think you realize now he's pretty special. He's Andy Staples. He covers college football for The Athletic. What are you hearing with the transfer portal? Uh, it's it, it slowed down a little bit now because you had the, the open window in December and everybody started moving. The The most recent news is that Grayson McCall, the, the Coastal Carolina quarterback, is headed back to Coastal Carolina. He had looked around at some schools and and he's going to wind up staying for that final year at Coastal Carolina, which we've now seen three group of five quarterbacks do that where they've, they've looked around and then wound up staying at the, at the group of five school. Uh, you're going to see one today in the, in the cotton bowl, Michael Pratt at, at Tulane. And then Austin Reed at Western Kentucky was the second leading passer in the country this year. He looked around. I think Louisville was really, really in it when Jeff Brom got the job, but he ended up deciding to stay at Western Kentucky. So, you know, for everybody who said it's just going to make these teams a farm system, that's not necessarily the case. You're, you're seeing some guys make choices for different reasons. I wonder about Ohio State's quarterbacking situation, losing C.J. Stroud. And you have you have a wide receiver who's probably a top five pick in the NFL, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison. Yep. Okay. Could you see Marvin Harrison looking at the transfer portal? I could. You mean if he wanted to play with, say, USC. Caleb Williams? Yes. I could see that. I could see you get the same text from the same people I do, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's the case. I mean, here's the thing. Ohio State is still stacking five-star quarterbacks on their roster. You know, they've got Devin Brown from Utah. They've got – we'll see who winds up winning that job. But remember, Marvin Harrison's been watching these guys play, so he knows if they can play or not already. So I, I'll be curious to see what he does. But he I mean, really it, it, knows that Caleb Williams can play. Oh, absolutely. But it's it, it, it's hard to imagine somebody leaving Ohio State for USC. But that would be interesting if it happened. And I'll tell you why. Because the assumption is that the rich just get richer in this in this situation. That would kind of be a little Robin Hood action. I mean, USC is not poor by any stretch, but they are poorer than Ohio State in this scenario. <laughs> and Wait a minute. They just took the coach and the quarterback from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. This isn't little did, Red Riding Hood here. Did, did, did they take an elite defense? Uh, no, they sure didn't seem like they they did. did They did forget about that. They, 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 so Ohio State. Lincoln Riley's not known for being a defensive genius. I I, I am aware (laughs) of that. But if, if you're, if you're deciding who to play for next year, well, I, I would think about the fact that you need some first rounders on the other side of the ball too. Ohio State still has those. USC, we don't know if they're going to have those. Yeah, but not. you're always throwing the football because you got to throw the football because your defense isn't very good. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> well, and that's that's probably what Jordan Addison was saying. You know, Jordan Addison is at Pitt last year. He wins the Bolitnikoff. His offensive coordinator leaves. His receivers coach leaves, and his first round quarterback's gone. And he goes through spring practice. He's like. Well, this isn't going to be the same thing. (laughs) Why don't I catch passes from Caleb Williams? Yeah. Uh, I'll leave you with this. If you had to bet on Harbaugh, his future. I know that you're already hearing Broncos interested in Harbaugh. Harbaugh has flirted with this. The Vikings last year. Jim Harbaugh, you know, you get back to the final four. What do you think he is? uh, What his future is? 
It's it's interesting because I, I was on my podcast last week and I said, you know, could it have be could it have been that that he was flirting with the Vikings just because the Vikings were a great situation? You know, you have Kirk Cousins, you have Justin Jefferson, and and as you've seen now, yesterday notwithstanding, they've had a very good season. And so maybe he was looking at and saying, if I'm going to go back to the NFL, I want it to be in a good situation. And then I, I get texts from people who who know things the following week going, oh, no, 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 he would he would take one of the jobs available now. And I'm like, are you really sure? Because like the Colts job, the Broncos job, those jobs are pretty bad right now. Those don't look like they're, they're, they're a whole lot of fun. So if he really wants to go to the NFL and he take one of those jobs, I think you're better off staying at Michigan yeah. because what he's built at Michigan being able to beat Ohio State two years in a row, go to the playoff two years in a row, the fact that they really seem to have solved how the transfer portal works, that they, they, they made, they've made the transfer portal a net positive every year for them, I think he's got something special going there. I think it would be crazy to take a bad NFL job, but if he really wants to be back in the NFL and they're offering, I, I, I would get it, but I don't think he should leave. I think he's got potentially a national title season brewing in there somewhere at Michigan. Yeah, the thing I wondered about when I'm watching them is they do run the football. They didn't run the football very well against TCU. They lacked explosive players. Yeah. And, and that's, you had a that's the next thing is back. explosive guys on the yeah. outside. But, yeah. you know, get a, get a great tight end or get a great wide receiver. Uh, that's what has always surprised me with, with Harbaugh, that being a former quarterback, you know, not having those dynamic players. Well, I think you saw with Alabama this year that those players are hard to find. They they don't grow on trees. And like Alabama had had one or two, or in one case, one year they had four of them, incredible receivers every year. And you saw what happened when they had just above average receivers this year. It was a very different season for yeah. them. So th- those special guys are hard to find. Ohio State has Brian Hartline, who's maybe the best receivers coach in the country, one of the best receiver, you know, recruiters of receivers in the country. And that's why they've always got, you know, whether it's Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, they had Jamison Williams before Alabama did. You know, the, they have Emeka Buka, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. They're they're stockpiling them. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to crack into that when there are only so many of those humans walking around. Great stuff as always, Andy. Thank you. Happy New Year. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Dan. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One, color analyst. And uh, were you on the call for anything this weekend? No, actually, I'll be on the call Saturday for the Chiefs and the Raiders on that Saturday doubleheader. But it was nice, actually, Dan. I was home on Christmas Eve. I was able to watch, uh, I'm sorry, New Year's Eve, able to watch the college football playoff game. I think it was maybe my second weekend since August 5th, maybe, where I didn't have a game. It was kind of nice, actually, to just be a normal human being on some level. All right, let me ask you this question. Speaking of the Raiders and the Chiefs, that'll be on Westwood one Saturday. If both were available, Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, same price, who would you take moving forward? Oh, I would take Derek Carr. Yeah, and and there's several reasons for that, I would say, Dan. The number one reason, though, is just the injury history. Yeah, Derek Carr, other than when he broke his leg that one year when they – went to the playoffs, he stayed very healthy and been very durable. Jimmy just hasn't. And also on some level, Dan, feels like whoever else Kyle Shanahan puts on an offense, you watch him and you're like, <laughs> this guy might be pretty. Remember <laughs> CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins, like all the guys, you're like, you know what? This guy, now it's Brock Purdy. Now Brock Purdy's the guy that we're like, is he a starter? That's a great point. It seems like almost everyone that's in that offense ends up playing pretty well. I'll take Derek Carr. Okay, so what happened with Derek Carr? He was a healthy scratch, not going to play against the Chiefs, not scheduled to. Why? Josh McDaniels and he were not a great fit for some unknown reason. You think it's Um, over? You think it's over? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think once you make this move and you have him away from the team, like he wasn't even at the game. He's, he's away from the team for these two weeks. It's tough to go back. He's got over $40 million fully guaranteed. If he's on the roster by some date, I don't know if it's February 15th or March 1st or whatever. So I think they're going to try to trade him. I think to be honest with you, it's funny, Dan, because it's a bad look 
for Josh McDaniels because pretty much across the board, everybody was on the same page. Derek Carr was a top 12, maybe top 10 quarterback last year. After all the Gruden stuff happened without Devontae Adams, he led them to the playoffs. Heck, they were inside the 20 against the Bengals in the wild card round. So Derek Carr was coming off a really good year. It's why Devontae Adams wanted to go there. It's why the Raiders gave him a new contract. And then this year has just been bad, really bad. The flip side of that, though, I guess is Jarrett Stidham played so well yesterday that that helps McDaniel's case a little bit. But I'm wondering about this in the offseason. The Tom Brady question will be out there. Yeah, because if you said to Tom Brady, who looked unbelievable yesterday, they're going to host the Cowboys probably in the playoff game and the offseason coming up. Could you see Tom Brady going to the Raiders if let's say he plays one more year, more likely to go to the Raiders or stay with Tampa Bay? Dan, I'm going to take it a step further. I think Tom Brady will play next year and I think Tom Brady will be a Raider. Now, there's a lot that has to happen, but I think it's more likely that he plays than doesn't. He doesn't sound like a guy that wants to retire, and I think it's more likely he goes to the Raiders. He's going to look at them and see Josh McDaniels. They've got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby off the edge. Devontae Adams, he loves guys like Hunter Renfro. We know that. Darren Waller at tight end. You know, they tried to make this happen a couple years ago, Evidently, Dana White was trying to broker the deal with Mark Davis. I don't know how that happened or how that works, but I just think Brady would love to be in Vegas. He'd love to be with McDaniels. I think Mark Davis would love to have him. I think McDaniels would love to have him because then it's year two. McDaniels needs to win. Brady always wins. I think there's a – it's not 100% or even 75%, but there's a decent percentage chance that it happens. Because you're looking at Brady and you say, all right, you want to play. You want to play for a championship again. What place that's going to be open gives you the best chance to win a championship? I got Josh Jacobs, who was unbelievable this year. I got, you know, Adams. I got, you know, as you mentioned, Crosby, Chandler Jones. I got, the one thing that appears to be missing is, you know, consistent play at the quarterbacking position. Not that I know that Tom can, but... You know, he's single, put him in Vegas. It's go time. Honestly, I I would not be surprised at all. I think there's a decent chance it happens. And the way Brady played yesterday, I hope he keeps playing a couple more years if he can keep playing like that. Unfortunately, he hasn't played like that very much this year. Well, it helps that uh, Mike Evans, it felt like, was open every single time that Tom threw the ball. What was that? (laughs) I don't know. What was that? I mean, we've been talking for weeks about how Steve Wilkes has done such a great job as the Panthers' interim coach, and he might get the head job. How you let Mike Evans get behind the entire defense, not once, not twice, but three times. They were up 14-0. They were up 21-10 in the fourth quarter, and they let it happen two more times. Oh, there's Mike Evans down the right sideline. Oh, wait, there's Mike Evans. Down. I, that, that was bizarre to me and probably allowed David Tepper, that owner for the Panthers, to dodge a bullet. I'm not sure, Dan, he really wanted to hire yeah. Steve Wilkes, but if you win the division, you have a home playoff game, you probably kind of have to. 
So maybe that allows Tepper now to hire the guy he really wants to, whoever that ends up being. He's Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst. He'll be on the call, Westwood One Radio, Saturday, 4.30 Eastern, Raiders and the Chiefs. All right. If you ran the Giants, what do you do with Daniel Jones? What do you do with Saquon Barkley? Daniel Jones, at worst, I franchise tag him. And I had a guy come on my podcast that's this past week, Dan, uh, Michael Giannitti from Spa Track. He thinks Daniel Jones is going to get offered a lot of money if he hits the market. I agree. Wait, wait. wait. What's a lot of money for Daniel Jones? Is he a $40 million a year guy? So it's interesting because there really isn't any middle ground between like the high end backups at eight million and the guys making over forty million, there's this huge wide chasm. I think Tannehill yeah. might be the only guy in between. And then guys like Geno Smith and Daniel Jones probably should be in that right. Like they should be like twenty five million a year, right? That, that's what they should get this off season. Yeah. But it only takes one team, and Daniel Jones is young. He runs very well. And someone's going to look at that and say, you know what? He's never had a good old line. He's never had good receivers. Yeah. And he led this team to the playoffs. He's done a really nice job. Guys like Daniel Jones, 26, coming off a season which they lead their team to the playoffs. They're healthy, starting quarterback. They don't become available. How much would a team like the Commanders pay Daniel Jones to not only get him, as their quarterback, but then you leave the Giants with nobody. Feels to me like if the Giants can't get a deal done, they're going to have to franchise, and they can't let them go to free agency. And what about Saquon Barkley? That's interesting, right? Because they can't franchise both of them. My guess is they'll be able to get a deal done with one of them and franchise the other. I think they'll be able to get a deal done with Saquon because I don't think there's as much of a market for Saquon Mm -hmm. as people might think. The injury history, the position, and there's a lot of running backs that are going to be free agents. I mean, you mentioned Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. He's a free agent, too. So there's a lot of guys that are going to be available at that position. I think the Giants probably get a deal done with Saquon, who realizes, I mean, he's from like an hour and a half from New York, you know, in Northeast Pennsylvania. He likes it there. I think he understands the value of the marketing there in New York. They are now making the playoffs. I think if they give him a pretty good running back deal, I think he takes it and stays there. Help me understand the Jim Harbaugh situation where you've gone to the Final Four back-to-back years, haven't played for a national championship, and the rumors with the NFL, here they come again, that Denver reportedly is interested in talking to Jim Harbaugh. Last year it was the Vikings. What's going on with Jim Harbaugh? You know, last year, after the Vikings more or less turned him down, they decided they wanted to go in a different direction with Kevin O'Connell, which, by the way, has been a terrific hire. Harbaugh said, I'm done with the NFL. I want to be at Michigan for as long as they'll have me, blah, blah, blah. You know, the interesting thing is nobody really believes that because most guys don't like the recruiting part of it. And you know that, Dan. And now – It's not just the recruiting part of it. Now the transfer portal is ever-present. I mean, they've already lost a couple kids to Iowa, you know, that weren't playing quite as much as they wanted at Michigan. You got the NIL stuff. I just think most coaches 
with what's going on at the college level are going to be very intrigued by the NFL, where at least there's a set standard of rules and everybody knows what the playing field is. I would not be surprised if he takes a head coaching job in the NFL. I think he'll probably get offered one. Good to talk to you. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for joining us. Always. Likewise. Happy New Year to you guys. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 